College Football Talk every Tuesday with Brent Beer, Heisman voter, and on Twitter X at Brent Beer. SEC, ACC, AAC. We talk it all with Brent. Here's Brent Beard with Bryant and Brett. Welcome back in to Sports Time. And joining us now to talk college football, Brent Beard from First Coast News in Jacksonville. Brent, thanks so much for joining us again. And uh, let's start in the SEC with a big game here in the state of Tennessee between te- uh, Texas A&M and Tennessee. Tennessee ends up winning that game at home, um, really relied on their run game to win that that one on Saturday. Uh, what did you make of that game between Texas A&M and Tennessee? Uh, interesting game. A lot of defense that was played in that game. That may be in the beginning of the year that we would not have been surprised at. But yet, Joe uh, Milton struggled again 100 yards. D. Williams' punt return, frankly, may have been the uh, difference in the game. I mean, uh, Tennessee ran for 230, so that will uh, help you. But yet, it's another loss for A&M. Uh, and they're looking like, guys, what? They're headed for their typical... Eight and four uh, type season. Now, let me throw this at both of you to see what you think about this. I was listening today to uh, an AM beat writer, and he was asked a question. Well, if they have another average season, do they dip into the uh, um, the the oil reserves and get them another coach? And the answer was interesting. The answer from the beat writer was, I think the marriage is going to go on further because, and listen to this logic, is because they need him next year to basically keep that roster intact. And if he stays, they, they the beat writer said he thought that's what would happen in order to beat Texas next year. Uh, how about that? Uh, that that's great. That, that, that was your, uh, your logic for keeping him another year uh, because uh, it, it, would be, uh, it, it, it would be harder for them to win that game. And again, uh, uh, we, we have to realize how big that game is for both of those teams. Okay, let's go a step past that then, Brent. We we don't know what next year's schedule is going to look like. I think it's right. going to be out in December. It's going to be eight mm-hmm. games. It's not going to be nine. But we know Texas and Texas A&M will play. Some have even suggested to come out of the gate strong with that as an opener, as the no. opening game for both. No. Here's what they do. They keep him. You lose to Texas, we fire you. No. Yep. Yeah, well, well, that that could be your logic. Uh, in in other words, we think by keeping him and keeping pretty much everything status quo, that that will, that will not mean we have a big overhaul uh, at that point. But then, uh, yeah, I could I, I could buy that, Brad. That uh, that there would be an unbelievable amount of pressure on them for that game. Why hadn't it worked for Jimbo Fisher at A and M? I think it's, uh, we saw this toward the end of his career at, uh, FSU. Um, he, uh, 
uh, it, 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 he isolated himself uh, to a degree. Uh, had difficulty with the uh, uh, the upper administration. Um, I'm not saying they were fighting each other. I, I'm just saying that uh, it, it was it, it wasn't all wine and roses. Does he like uh, to fight? Uh, uh, well, uh, I, I think they. Uh, uh, Jimbo wanted a lot of things that they couldn't afford at that point. Uh, he wanted new, newer facilities that they eventually would get. I think some changes to the stadium and things of that nature um, that were probably going to be on the drawing board for a while, uh, even though there is uh, new information about remodeling the stadium is coming up this week. Uh, but and some of it, and some of it was. When you trace his history, guys, he won with Jameis Winston. And after that, uh, I'm not saying he didn't win. He just didn't win as much. And their offense, even now, is is rather pedestrian, even with Bobby Petrino um, at the helm. So, uh, I mean, you've got all that together, and, that, and that's why a certain amount of the media and fans uh, really do wonder that, and look, uh, Brian, one thing that Brent and I have understood for years is your record tells you who you are. That's it. And, and basically for Jimbo, and look, this is not, this is not terrible, but it's just one of those things where you, you've got to realize where you are right now. They are what guys, seven and five, eight and four. Every year, they weren't even that last year. Right? No, no. Uh, but but that if you if you average all out, that's what you get. Yeah, that's right. And it, it's the worst contract in sports since Bobby Bonilla. It is. I mean, it, it is. He, he's going to be getting a check someday from A and M, and 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 just laugh that he that he that he oh, yeah. he, he kind of looted yeah. looted them for that. He he hadn't been worth it mm-hmm. really since day one. And even the COVID year, he had to thread the needle to get to the Orange Bowl to play North Carolina this week for right. Tennessee. Third Saturday in October, Tennessee in, in Tuscaloosa to play Alabama. This game this Saturday between Tennessee and Alabama, Brent, it could look like some of those games at Legion yes. Field with yes. John Chavis on one side and Brother Oliver on the other one as would coordinators. You be, would you be at all surprised if this was a 17-14 to 14 type thing? I, I said uh, this morning with the guys in the Rocket City in Huntsville, I said first to 21, Blackjack oh, wins the game. Yep, I think that's probably about right. I would agree with that. Now, You've got, and let's be honest here, you've got two average quarterbacks, and that's what you've got. Uh, and, two great defensive uh, lines. Mm-hmm. Right. Two, two great defenses. The Bama defensive yes, line yes. isn't as good as Tennessee's. Uh, right. So, but they're, they are able uh, to have gotten much improvement uh, with being able to rush the, pass, the, the passer in tackles for loss. Now, Tennessee's been able to run the ball well, Will that will that continue? And that's what we don't know. Um, and and I think the other thing is, for what it's worth, uh, no look, there have been several games. Alabama just has not been focused. Arkansas is is prime exhibit of that. They will be focused for Tennessee. This is a game they really want to win. Now, will that desire 
and you and you call it whatever you want to call it, retribution, revenge, uh, tour, or whatever. Uh, I, that doesn't always equal up to a win, but for that club, if they could be focused and and cut their penalties in half in the game, it, it would make a huge difference. Brand, it, it's better on campus going Knoxville, Tuscaloosa. There's no question about that, and it, it always was at Knoxville. But forever, when it was the Alabama game, often played at Legion Field at it Birmingham. Was. After the Iron Bowl, wasn't that the game at Legion Field? Of course, Alabama Auburn won, but wasn't Tennessee Bama the the next best game to no be question. played there often? Yes, yes, and and. And so of course, and, 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 if, and if folks are kind of scratching their head because they're not familiar with this, Alabama did play games in Tuscaloosa, but their bigger games, uh, i.e. Tennessee, Auburn, uh, an occasional, what, Brett, Southern Cal, mm-hmm. someone Notre like Dame. that, they, they, they would have that in um, Legion Field. Now, obviously, your 1970s shootout, uh, with Scott Hunter and Archie Manning uh, was in Legion Field, uh, but, but but yes, it, it it was a while before everything went to Tuscaloosa. Yeah, and 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 that scene the first year in a long, long time they had played way back in Tuscaloosa, but that first year in ninety nine in T Martin in Tennessee coming to Tuscaloosa that that was that was some big event and now mm-hmm. we've settled in and coach Saban almost always wins that game didn't last year uh it 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 would be you'd, you'd have to go back to what 0304 for back to back Tennessee wins 03 yes for back to back yes yeah yes yeah uh which may we got to him. Tuscaloosa in 05 yeah they did um, uh, they, uh, as a matter of fact, that was, help me, Brad, wasn't that the ball where the, uh, the Tennessee running backs running into yes. the end zone, Roman Harper ball, stripped him. yeah, the ball's punched out and, and it goes out of the end zone. Six, three game. That was a great game to go to it was. a great game to attend. I mean, it was like going to a one to nothing baseball game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but the, the, but those games were tremendous. I mean, obviously when, um, it, 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 you had Barry Bryant and the uh, the great coaches back then. Um, uh, it it was a defensive battle. Uh, you know, you got the cigars that came of that. You got Ken Donahue, mm-hmm. uh, who basically went, went went both sides, which is amusing. So, um, uh, Bryant may be sitting there thinking. Now, what are they talking about with this ancient history here? Now, now he heard a lot of these stories. We had yeah. Coach Bill. I'm sure he did. We had Coach Bill battle on before Christmas last year or two years ago. Two years ago, I believe. And, 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 you know, he had a great motivational self-help book out and just really telling the story. He told a good one on the air with us that his first year at Tennessee, he beat Bear. Sure did. And it was the only time he beat him. And at the mid, at midfield, we asked him, said, what did Coach Bryant say to you? He said, congratulations, Battle. You'll never beat me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 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 I'll say this, Brad, along with that, and I've wondered this over time, if Battle – number one, I think Battle was a better coach than people ever gave him credit oh, I, for. I do, too. I, I, uh, I, I, I really do. Uh, and, and and the reality is, Brad, if he could have beat Alabama and Auburn on a on a regular pace, would would he have been thought of? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. He he wouldn't be on Mount Rushmore 
But I think he would been he would been well thought of, but more than he is now. Yeah, but Brent, but guess what? Nobody was beating those two no, very they often. Weren't. It cost Charlie Mack. It cost a lot of people. It did. Yeah. And, and, and and that's what Coach Saban is doing now. Uh, in 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 Saturday, Arkansas really really close. And Brent, I, I I said yesterday that close may be the worst thing to be for fandom because it, yes. it, it it's so aggravating to yep. be that close. Arkansas is not a bad team, but it does have a two and five record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. And along that two and five record, what's maddening for their fans is. Uh, is how many, uh, uh, I mean, most of those games were close. Most of those games were were one-possession losses. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, talking to Brent Beard uh, from First Coast News in Jacksonville, talking some college football. Obviously, uh, one of the biggest stories in the SEC this week has been uh, the injury to Brock Bowers. He's going to have surgery to stabilize his ankle. Um, it sounds like from from what I've heard, the reporting I've heard, at least six to eight weeks, but some think he could be out for the season. How big of an injury is this to this Georgia offense, especially when you look, it seems like he's their safety blanket whenever they get in trouble and, and is really one of their not really one of their he is their biggest offensive weapon inspirational leader too yeah uh, there's no question i mean he's a complete football player he had really zoomed up my heisman chart uh with how he had played lately uh i remember talking to a a georgia beat writer recently and i said we're talking about the running backs and he said i asked him with all the injuries what what would they do if they got any more injuries and i said they would they would just put Bronk Bowers in the backfield, give it to him three times, see, <laughs> yeah. just see what he could do. Um, uh, and, and listen, Bronk Bowers could play probably every position, but quarterback, and I'm not real sure he couldn't do that. And, and, so, and, and Brent, uh, I, I would say this about Caleb Williams. I would say it about almost any player out there, especially under this new paradigm we're operating in in, in college sports. If, if I'm Brock Bowers' parents – if I'm Brock Bowers, I, I don't know their financial situation. I don't think it matters because I know the NFL can pay more money than any NIL agreement can. You've won two national championship, championships at Georgia. You've done plenty for them. They've done plenty for you. Let's shut it down to the NFL draft. Well, that, that'll obviously be a real discussion depending on how quickly he heals and comes back. Now, he's so competitive I think he would come back. He can be competitive uh, and, this time next year for a lot bigger check on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, well, well, and I certainly understand that. Uh, but let me do also add to Brian's question. Now, look, they've got tight ends. They don't have one like him, no. obviously. But it's not that they're, they are devoid uh, of players. I mean, Oscar Dell, Lawson Lucky, and Pierce Sterling. Some of these names you people have heard, some of them haven't. I mean, they've got some depth in that area. But I, I will say this now. They've had a ton of injuries this year. Uh, Georgia has. There's obviously been complacency mm-hmm. because, let's just be honest, they sleepwalk through the first half in most of these games. Um, so, uh, but we, and we, we, we touched on this the other day. Guys, when you put all this together, and in the fact that they may very well not be as hungry as they were, and at some point does that get them? Uh, does that get them against Ole Miss? The does it get them against Missouri? Mm-hmm. 
or Tennessee um, or the SEC championship game. Uh, I I just I, I I just wonder, guys, if if the combination of all this stuff that's going wrong, and again, they're number one and undefeated, so the bottom line is still the bottom line, but. Does that cost them a championship this year? I wonder out loud. Yeah, and it, it sure could. And it's very human nature just to kind of get bogged down in, in that said mission mission creep. Brent, Saturday night in Auburn on the Plains, Ole Miss, uh, six and a half point favorite. Ole Miss has only won two times at Auburn in the mm-hmm. 21st century. Only they won last year in Oxford, so going for back to back, haven't done that since 52, 53 with games played in Mobile and in Memphis. Well, having the time off, I think it's going to help Ole Miss. Uh, in, in the note that I saw, uh, that this week from one of the Auburn beat riders, Auburn just topped 100 yards passing against a top five opponent. Uh, and this was last week uh, for the first time since October 2022. I, I mean, look, we, Hugh Freeze will straighten that out eventually. But uh, if you can't... Really this year? Uh, I, no, I, I, I don't think he will. And I think that that is what... Uh, you've got to be able to throw the ball to keep Ole Miss honest, and if you can't do that, they can load up against the run. Now, they may have a bit of a a, a shootout in the beginning, but um, uh, good. Uh, but but you're right. They have not had a whole lot of success uh, at Auburn, but I think I think they will. And at, and at that point, uh, you really have got to kind of wonder, and you cover it every day, uh, how far can they climb this year? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. I'm cu- Saturday sets the tone. It, it, does. it does. It definitely does. I'm curious, Brent, you mentioned a second ago uh, when we were talking about Brock Bowers about your Heisman rankings. Uh, who do you have right now leading the way for Heisman this year? I, I don't. I think right now it's pretty clear that Penix of, yeah. of Washington yeah. uh, is the number one guy. And Washington's never had a winner. I think it'd be a fun story, it Brent. It really would be, wouldn't it? And, and, and listen, my understanding is, you know, he transferred from Indiana. And, as a matter of fact, I heard Tom Luganbell say this uh, uh, over the weekend, uh, who does a good job with analysis for ESPN. Luganbell said, we, we had we had two games with him when he was in Indiana, and Luganbell said he was one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, and it, it shows you when you get a guy in the right place. This is, I guess, life in general, then the guy's – Right place, right boss, right right teammates of just what he can do. Now, Caleb Williams will be up there uh, somewhat. Bo Nix will be up there uh, also. Uh, and again, if if Bowers, had, yeah, absolutely. And if Bowers had stayed healthy, I think he would have too. But but again, I tell people. You never win this thing in, in, uh, in September, October. Uh, you win it later on. So, and, and, and may I say this before where we run out of time? I'm speaking tomorrow night to the Jacksonville Gator Club, and that will be a much happier crew after that <laughs> yeah. win over South Carolina. Now, look, the three of us and whoever's whoever's in the studio can play well at times against South Carolina, <laughs> but but that was a 
make no mistake, that was a significant win for them down 10 uh, in the um, uh, and, and really not a lot of people thinking they would win uh, in that game. One of the great things, Brett, Brett will remember this, but Florida beat Kentucky. Chris Dorian caught that pass with scant seconds left in the game, and that made Mick Hubert a star sure did. Uh, at Florida. Sean Kelly, the, the basically the new in his second year, Boys of the Gators, and someone on Twitter, uh, now my nine-year-old granddaughter will probably do this, and, and, and Brian could too, but the reality is they put both those calls on the same Twitter uh, tweet, and it was really fun to see that. Yeah. But, look, none of us thought Graham Mertz, would, he threw for 423 yards. We didn't think he'd do that in two games. I didn't think he'd be playing no. by this point after the Utah game. <laughs> Correct. Uh, so I, I give him a lot of credit. Now, they've got Arkansas at home, and they'll, they'll probably win that game. But otherwise, Mercy, I mean, they've got Missouri, FSU, LSU. So the wins, are, the, the wins probably aren't going to come much more than, than what they've got. But for this team to be uh, – uh, got FSU at the swamp, though. They, yeah, they and do. Rivalries can get goofy at home, can. and they can. Obviously, they've got, they've got Georgia. But I'll tell you this, guys: if they could win six to seven games and really be competitive against uh, Georgia and FSU, I, I, I'd say Gator fans would be pretty satisfied with that. What do you think they would think of a trip to Memphis to the Liberty Bowl? It's the only current SEC team we've never had play here. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Uh, oh, I think they would enjoy that immensely. Uh, look, uh, there are a lot of... You, you could sell uh, that in I, year two of Billy Napier, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, listen, I had a lot of Gator fans tell me at church, at the grocery store, and at the gym... Uh, we'll sign a, at the beginning of the year. We'll sign a contract right now for six wins in a bowl game. Yeah, I think so. I'd also enjoy Florida coming to Memphis. Uh, very thoroughly. They, they've played here. They played regular season right. against the Tigers in the right. '80s, but they've never, never played in the Liberty Bowl. Bowl game. That'd be fun. That'd be really it fun would to be. watch. Uh, well, Brent, thanks so much for joining us. We'll do it again next week. Guys, can't wait. Look forward to it. Take care. Thank Thanks, you, Brent. Brent. Have a good, safe week. Our friend Brent Beard down in Jacksonville. All the great locations for Jason's Deli. One very close to you, wherever you are in our listening area. Ridgeway Road, Poplar and Highland, Olive Branch, and Cordova. All those locations. And, of course, online at jasonsdeli.com. Whether it's to dine in, to go, or delivery. Wholesome food forever. It's a family thing, and they're so very proud of it. Over 200 Memphis area associates. The, the, one of their favorite times of year, building into the holidays, building into a lot of events at offices and, and schools, whether it's Halloween get-togethers, whatever you have, let them do it for you. A variety of delicious choices for breakfast, lunch, dinner, all-day meals for groups of five or 5,000. Low delivery fee, 
please. Vegetarian gluten sensitive options. Same day and last minute orders welcome. When you feel frenzied and frantic that you don't have your event planned just right, step aside and let Jason's Deli step in and they've got it covered. Meeting and event packages like the working lunch, traditional uh, deluxe sandwich tray, salad choice, pasta salad, potato salad, assorted dessert tray, chips, baked chips, pickles, cookies, the VIP meeting, they've got it all. The salad, the, the potato, plain Jane potato bar, the great potato bar package, they've got that. And then the salads on the menu, like the Mesa chicken salad, the chicken club salad, and my favorite, the taco salad. I mentioned salad. Go to the salad bar, over 30 items to choose from in every location for you to prepare it however you would like. Trans-fat-free food, healthy, first franchise in the nation to be trans-fat-free. That's Jason's Deli, where it's all about choice. If you'd like to invent your own sandwich via the build-your-own selection, you will be delighted at Jason's Deli. And all these locations like Ridgeway Road, Poplar and Highland, Olive Branch, and Cordova, the complimentary free ice cream. Catering anytime, anywhere. Check them out online as well at jasonsdeli.com. Let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we got to talk about what we're certain of, what we are 100% certain of after another week in the NFL and college football. That's next on Sports Time. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you in our family leisure studios. And we got to get to what we're certain about after another week of football. Brett, uh, how about you start us off? Let me know something you're certain about. I am certain of this, and this is rare, really, most years. The NFL is not as wide open as college football. Mm, wow. College football has more potential teams, I think, that can be crowned national champion. And usually already by now, we're down to two or three. Yeah. Take your pick. Mm-hmm. Six, eight. I'll stop at eight. Huh. There, there aren't eight teams that can win the Super Bowl. No. No. Maybe. Oh, I don't even know where, where, where I would stop. I just couple both both sports. Or you sure did. Both I didn't know which one that, fall, that fell under. Uh, we'll give a half to each. I like it. I like it. But right now in college football, not just the feel of wide open, it it really is, and I think it's good, especially in this last year of, of college football four, heading into next year with playoff. But remember, and and we're going to catch up with Bill Hancock or somebody that's got a great handle, handle on this. Um, I, think, I, I think I know Heather Dennich well enough to ask her. I'll, I'll see. Next year is just one year. We're just guaranteed one year of the 12 team. We don't even know after that what network, how many teams, will it be at home. I can't believe the bowl system that's been so good to college football. As badly as we do want that first weekend of games, that 5 versus 12, Mm -hmm. uh, 6 versus 11, we want that on campus. I can't believe the bowl structure won't gobble that up going yeah. forward citrus bowl 
the bowl in Vegas, mm-hmm. maybe even that new thrown together bowl at at SoFi yeah. at Cronky Stadium. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, Houston, yeah, the, the the Texas Bowl could jump in there, and certainly the bowls could jump in in a kind of a rotating basis. You know, yeah. w- you know, one year you're part of the that first weekend, the next year you're not. So we didn't, we don't even know that. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point, and I forgot who we were talking to. One of our that's guests. something I'm uncertain of. Yeah, it sure is. But I forgot who we were talking to a, a couple of weeks ago that kind of made that point of this. This could only be one year. David and, Cohn. And was it David Cohn? I thought it was T- talking to Tim Brandon. Yeah, so uh, so that's a, a really really good. I, point. I don't think I don't think people are on the alert enough of next year is guaranteed one year deal. Yeah. It, it it could get scrapped and not be twelve teams in yeah. in twenty twenty five. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Which is which is crazy to think because of all that excitement for but so much next money. Year. It's so much money, uh, but it is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this one's kind of an easy one for college uh, football. Michael Penix Jr. is your Heisman winner. I I don't I right don't right, mm-hmm. right now, and I'm not even going to say right now. I think he's your Heisman Trophy winner because when I look at this, uh, and I'm fine by it. I, I would love it. I, I would absolutely love it. Watching him at Indiana and then him going to to Washington, I would absolutely love to see him. And I think it's him, and then. A lot of space until you get to the to the next guy on that list, and I think right now is that Jaden Daniels and those two losses is a lot of that space. I think so. I think so. I would probably I would probably have to say that. Now I'm un- uncertain about that, but I'm certain that right now it's Michael Penix's job or it's it's his Heisman to lose. I don't think it's lose. Caleb Williams anymore. I, I don't I'm think so. so. I'm certain of this. Caleb Williams is a one uh, mostly a one man team. Yeah. His offensive line's bad. Had the dropsy Saturday night from some. Mm-hmm. Normally, pretty sure-handed receivers and that defense, it doesn't even attempt to to kind of play you like you're in shells at practice. No, not at all. I mean, I, I think they're they think you can't take a player to the ground. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like that at times. Here, here's Washington's remaining schedule. Please, this, I, was, I was trying to pull it up. This week they host Arizona State. Did Harm Edwards do a number on Arizona Ooh. State? And when I see him at ESPN, just kind of welcome back mm-hmm. in the football world, like, hey, no harm, no foul. That's a really bad look. Yeah. Okay, m- maybe it wasn't as tawdry as some of the stuff of Urban Meyer, but when when people talk Urban Meyer makes them sick to see on TV, yeah. what about the number Harm Edwards did? <laughs> then, then, then they go to Stanford, Washington, then goes to USC. Uh, they host Utah. That, that, that's two tough games right that there. Is. They go to Oregon State to Corvallis oh, that's a tough one. for the final time, maybe ever. Yikes, I didn't know about that game. And then the Apple Cup, uh, Apple Bowl, well, Apple Rivalry, Apple yeah. Game, what is it? Uh, shouldn't Apple sponsor that? They should. That would be, well. Hmm. And it will be for the last time uh-huh. because both sides have said, see you when we see you. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't want to play you again. Nope. Uh, and it will be at Seattle. Well, that's that's nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's his it's his husband to, to lose. There's work to do, but it's his Pac-12 to lose. Pac-12 championship right now. game. Yeah, I, I think it's his to lose, and I like their chances right now after what I've seen from them. Uh, some of the other things I'm certain about um, in college football, then we can get to the NFL. Uh, the James Madison rule um, that unless there's not enough teams to go to the bowl games, they cannot participate in a bowl game, is ridiculous. This team is so fun to watch. They are so good, and I understand... Play tonight. 
play tonight, and I understand kind no, of. No, I'm sorry, Liberty plays. Tonight. Liberty plays tonight. James Madison plays Thursday night. Yeah. Um, I get my Tuesdays and Thursdays confused. Um, but uh, I'm a little confused yeah. on, the, on the day with all well, the, all the great action going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, now that we have college football from Tuesday to to Saturday, it, it gets a little confusing. And the open date threw me off. Absolutely, I know. I know. I can only imagine. Um, but I understand the logic behind it. Of you're going up a level, scholarship numbers, money. I understand those things. But I also think in the day and age of NIL, and almost we've seen some pretty smooth transitions. Where you're seeing what Jacksonville State is doing right this. now. I think you can. I I think maybe a one year. Maybe let's 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 move it down to a one year transition, and then maybe we can get get rid of it. But I think. The, we're in year two now of James Madison. They were in the top 25 last year at one point. They're now undefeated right now. Um, I, I just think it's ridiculous that, that they can't play in a bowl game. In, in the context of what we were visiting about with Dave and where the Tiger basketball ranked in mm-hmm. these first preseason rankings, don't get too fired up about no. that because they take care of business. They will vault from 37 to potentially 7 Absolutely. before December 1st. Mm-hmm. Go, go, go win. This is what I'm certain of. Ole Miss – you want to be taken seriously this is your time yeah this is your time you're absolutely right gonna play auburn this will be the least best team hugh freeze ever has at auburn yep Ole miss doesn't play them anywhere next year probably won't play them in 25 won't see hugh probably won't see hugh freeze team again until 2026 i'm certain He'll have a better quarterback than Peyton Thorne <laughs> the next time Ole Miss sees him. Yeah, I think I think that's a pretty good bet. No, no, another thing I'm certain of. Here's the big difference between Hugh Freeze year one at Ole Miss and year one at Auburn. Bo Wallace was that good a quarterback. He was. Bo Wallace was a great quarterback. And that was his first year at Ole Miss under Hugh Freeze. He was a starter 12, 13, and 14. What, what The quarterback play he got out of Bo that year uh, is much better than what he's getting out of Peyton Thorne or Robbie Ashford this year. You're right. Uh, some things I'm certain about in the NFL, uh, the Dolphins are a juggernaut at home. If you go back and look at what they've put up at home, uh, really all season, all they on get home, that home the road. Field in. It, absolutely. But let's, let's first start with the road games. 36, 24, and 20 are, are the amount of points they've scored in those three road games. At home, 70, 31 and 42 on 70's Sunday. 70 is the big number. That's the outlier. Um, <laughs> that is. But, uh, but this team has been really, really good at home, and I think you'll see that continue. Obviously, a, a big road game this week um, in Philadelphia to play the Eagles, but then three uh, important home games, including a big game against the Chiefs, Patriots, Chiefs, Raiders. So I really love this team at home. Another thing uh, I am uh, certain about in the NFL, there are a lot of bad offensive lines in, in the NFL this year. I mean, you, you, you just look agency. around. It, it, it really. Um, Giants on Sunday night, They the whole kind of storyline was the injuries and just how bad that offensive line is. And, and thank been. you, no contact in, in, yeah. in OTAs and mm-hmm. preseason and that's the limited point. preseason that, schedule. That's a really good point, especially with the offensive line. Um, but but you're seeing a, a lot of bad offensive lines in uh, in the NFL. If I go back to college football, I have one more thing I'm certain about in college football. Uh, Ohio State 
is a wide receiver dynasty. I mean, the amount you look back at, at and the, they have the number one player committed exactly this year. that that just happened. And so you look at what they what they have put into the NFL. You look at the guys they have on this team, even uh, with Emeka Igbuka uh, out this weekend. Um, three different receivers caught a touchdown pass against uh, Purdue. Now I understand it's against Purdue. Uh, Cornell Tate, who is a five-star uh, freshman this year, had 79 yards on three receptions. So, I mean, I, it doesn't get much better than receivers at at Ohio State. It's it's unbelievable what they're doing. I'm certain if I had an NFL Coach of the Year vote, I would vote Robert Salem as coach of the year right now with the losses they've had that dispiriting fourth play of the year loss of Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers and to scratch out a three and three another good year D'Amico Ryans with a three three start with the Texans really really good start and and what CJ Stroud has done at quarterback in his freshman year is really fun and how how people will be drawn to D'Amico Ryans in free agency yep. wanting to play for that 100%. kind of young coach. 100%. That team could be a, a scary team in, in two to three years. Happy Halloween. It's not scary, though, down at All-Star Chevrolet. You'll be treated very well. Chevy truck season, it's here. And if you're ready for a new Silverado, All-Star Chevrolet, they have it in Olive Branch. First exit on, on Highway 78 after you cross into Mississippi. Craft Goodman Road, you're there with deals that are right there, spot on to save you big money and your good credit it deserves that financing as low as zero zero no payment for 90 days that could be next year plus you get a thousand back in cash and all-star they have all the silverados fall road trips thanksgiving tailgate tailgating christmas time holiday season timing could not be better come to olive branch and drive a new tahoe or traverse if you want a certified pre-owned chevy or any pre-owned all-star is loaded camaro convertible suburban alexis if it's not there just ask jeff or ask any of the all-star staff and they'll find it for you and jeff and kevin they told me to let everyone know thank you so very much for those that brought their cars and trucks to all-star to sell you can get a check today for big cash. Remember, it's not South Haven, not Mount Moriah, not Bartlett, Collierville. It's got to be Olive Branch. Find new roads to All-Star Chevy today or go to allstarautogroup.com. Well, let's get to a break. When we come back, it'll be time for Big Number of the Day. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Brett, unfortunately, we're having some uh, computer issues right now, so we don't have our good question. Uh, we don't have our our great sound for uh, for big we'll number of right day. We'll we'll just roll right along. I thought it was rolling a little um, long. Yeah, I was I was trying to see, and now of course after I started talking, uh, the computer up, the computer it? wants to work now, but it's being slow. So I don't think. Uh, Let's see. Hold on. Give me a second, and we'll see if we can pull it up. Nope. Don't look like we're going to be able to pull it up. Um, Nope. Here we go. Hold on. Let's just act (laughs) like we're coming back now. Take three. Here we go. (laughs) 
Third Time's a Charm. As you can tell, this is live radio. That's big right. Daddy. Not pre-recorded. No, no, not guy. at all. He wants to be big, then he gets big. He doesn't want to be big anymore. Then he gets small, but the suit's too big. Big Daddy. The big boy. You're a big guy. I think she's trying to pull a fast one on Big Daddy. The big number of the day. Brent Beard was all around my big number. Really? I was afraid he was going to give it away. And it is 20. 20 years since Tennessee won at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Wow. 2003, the last time they won there. Mike Shula got them there in 05, and then the Nick Saban takeover started in 07. He beat Philip Fulmer that year at Bryant-Denny, and he hadn't lost a single time to them there. Really? That's incredible. Uh, wow. Um, my big number, I've got a couple, but this one is just so quirky and weird and... So I just love it so much, so I'm just going to throw it out there. My big number is 25. This week, 25 NFL teams scored 21 points or fewer. That's the most different teams scoring 21 points or fewer in a game in a single week in NFL history, Brett. That's uh, That's a long time. It's (laughs) all of the history. It's a long time. I'm going to get into it with Bo Marchant about this. I'm going to bring the subject. We're not going to get into it. And I I texted him this earlier today, and I I said this earlier in our show. This weekend was not a shining example of quarterback play in the NFL. It was not. It it starts up front. Sure does. It it also starts with the timing issue of the limited practices, of the limited preseason games with quarterback-wide receiver cohesion. The only thing that looks to be a really comfortable throw for a lot of play- quarterbacks to the tight end. Mm-hmm. You're and, right about you, that. you got you got you to live by more than the tight end. Mm-hmm. Tight ends and those little drag routes that uh-huh. go right in front of the, the offensive line. Seems like uh, anything about, what, five yards or, or less is, is the only comfortable throws these quarterbacks uh, have. This is a real big number, and I'm going to say more about it in crunch time. And I know a lot of people probably don't, but some do. The longtime voice of the Open Championship, the T-starter, Ivor Robeson, passed away at 83. Mm. He introduced 18,995 players from 1975 to 2015 on the first tee at the Open. That's wherever it was played, crazy. across England, across Scotland, wherever it was played, he he was always the longtime voice in his style. And with Peter Alice, the, how they brought summertime golf in Scotland, uh, you know, long sleeves, mm-hmm. cold weather golf in the middle of our summer to us, it was a real treat to always hear Ivor Robeson and Peter Allison. Now they're both gone. Yeah, that's that's really sad, but really, really incredible. Uh, big number from you. Uh, I've got another big number, and it comes from Major League Baseball. Uh, my number, uh, let's go with, uh, why not, let's go with two. The Rangers up 2 nothing in this series. I saw this on OptiStats uh, last night. Evan Carter and Jonah Heim of the Rangers are the third and fourth players in MLB history to hit safely in each of their first six games of of their postseason career and have their teams win each game. The others are Boog Powell, who had eight, and Mike Moustakis with six. So, uh, really, really a good hot start for both Evan Carter and Jonah Heim. Evan Carter, obviously, uh, the young rookie for the Rangers that has really uh, come up with some massive plays. Um, but really, when you look at this Rangers team up to nothing in this series, 
And that's why I made this big number two, because when you look at the batters for the Rangers, it's really been from top to bottom. It's been one through nine, all coming up in clutch spots to lead to this 2-0 lead. They, they get contribution for everyone, and Bochy's punching every right button. Big boog, pal. The yeah. rotund first baseman for that? the Baltimore Orioles. How about that? A couple names... Uh, Couple fun names there, Boog and, and Mustakis. There, uh, you know a guy named Boog is fun. Oh, oh gotta be, gotta be, gotta be fun. Gotta be the life of the party. But uh, no, I mean, I'm really excited for what the Rangers have done. I'm really excited for this game two tonight between uh, the Phillies and the D-backs. And I'll be two again. I'll be surprised if both these series uh, go uh, go two nothing after two games. I'm far my Philly friends, sure. Greg Gaston, our friend Pat Donahue at the Rendezvous. I'm far my Phillies friends. But I, I, I'm okay with however it falls out, and I'm enjoying these games really not caring yeah. who wins. Yeah. I, I, I care to watch. Sure. I'm passionate about baseball. I love it. It's my favorite sport. But I'm not all torn up lot over over it like I would be right. if my team was in it. Yeah, no, it's been really fun to watch. I think kind of uh, the new flavor of teams, uh, apart from what we've kind of seen the Almost past any, five or six any, years. I go, okay, I'm yeah. okay by that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I'm not really cheering for either side. I'm just cheering for, for fun postseason baseball. I'll let and, those people fight yeah, it out. Yeah, and that's what we're getting. But that'll do it for our second hour. Let's get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk NFL with Bo Marchand. 